Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And you're listening to The Geek Town here on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. I leap in all directions. You know why? Because I'm climbing to the top rope. Not just the rope. I'm climbing to the climb of the cage. And then I look down and take about the guy. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, that's what happens when you miss the fall. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. As I look to my left, the man gives me the scowl because he knows and it's on. His name is Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. What's happening, Pat? Oh, you? you know what's happening, my friend. It's on like Saigon. When I get you in the squared circle, it's going down. It's going <laughs> hey man, I'm feeling good. Keep your shirt on, literally. Yeah, you know. I'm feeling all right. You got the, the, the tassels around the muscles too going. You gonna have those? Man, don't hit on my flame. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're here on time though. I mean, with this weather out in Boston, I mean, we, you made it on time. Yeah. I made it on time. We all got here, right? Man, freaking Boston pulling a April, <laughs> uh, late April fools on us all. Yeah, right. We're like, okay, so the weather's finally warming up. Everything is nice and cool. Flowers and starting then, to bloom along Com Ave. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Leprechauns out burying their pots. Anyways, uh, we were hit with. Another snowstorm. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. Sucks big time. Yeah, but I'm glad you all made it out. As I look across the table, I see my homeboy JM, the killer priest. Peace, peace. Glad to be priest. here. <laughs> glad to be here. Glad uh, to be here. I asked his wife, she called him the driller priest. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm talking about his wife, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, bro. <laughs> no doubt. All right. And of course, the man who's always well informed, our very own gaming expert, his name is just Johnny. Yo. Hey. Oh, I'm going to call you the always understated. <laughs> All right, and of course, I look to the booth to see who's keeping us sounding crisp and delicious. His name is DJ Mikey Mike. Hello. Hello. And I'm going to keep it low, man, because you're in the same boat I am tonight, man. I've got just the bumping migraine going on. I'm trying to play it off, but you're... You're, you're Your voice is soothing my brain right now. Until he so. goes real high, and then yeah. Come on, man, really, <laughs> really, dude. All right, Adam Willis playing jokes. All right, but now we're gonna jump right into it because we got some wild stories tonight, man. Um, first of all, now, am I the only one that's familiar with Overwatch, the game series? Nope. No, oh, Johnny, you know? Oh yeah, I played it. Oh, well, you can't okay, be the, the dude, gaming expert that you announced him as without knowing it, right? Well, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, We've had folks know. come on here like rap experts like Concept. <laughs> yeah, it's a big game. You heard about Nas, right? That's an old story. We had this dude come on like years ago who was supposed to be like an expert. Yo, this man knows everything about hip-hop, and he's hip-hop personified. And he's going he's gonna to come on and rock Personification like, okay, of cool. hip-hop. Yeah. So we're like, okay, so tell us about yourself. Oh, um, uh, well, you know, I'm uh, um, That was one of the worst, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, one of the worst. If we had a greatest yeah, a hits, that wouldn't be on it for sure. Yeah. Oh, so what do you do? Uh, I don't know. How'd you get here? Well, there was a bus, and I don't really remember. <laughs> well, tell us about your music. Well, you know, it's... um. Yeah, you, know, it's, you, you can listen to it, you know? <laughs> it definitely plays through speakers. I don't know. Okay, fresh off the blue line. Oh, <laughs> uh, the trash. So, um, but no, okay, Johnny, give, a, uh, give us a little, a little bit of info about Overwatch, please. Yeah, so Overwatch is a hero-based, uh, I would say, like, a, it's a first-person shooter, but you're playing as different heroes, hmm. uh, and each hero has their own unique loadout of capabilities. So uh, instead of everyone sort of sharing the same pool of weapons, instead, uh, each hero has their own unique weapons assigned to them that's sort of like their signature, what they do, then their their own little power. So, for instance, one particular hero, Tracer, uh, is this uh, younger lady that uh, is able to uh, manipulate time by being able to teleport uh, ahead, uh, essentially, you know, going into the future, the near future in time, and then also rewinding and going back and sort of whatever damage she takes, she can sort of undo by rewinding time. Uh, so that's just one character. Another one is this big giant gorilla. Uh, I forgot his name, uh, but he's basically this big tanky character. He has a shield. He's meant to sort of defend while your other uh, heroes are... Um, that are on your team are trying to achieve whatever the objective is. And it's, uh, it's basically team on team. I believe it's either five on five or six on six, uh, combat. So, and it's also meant to mimic, uh, a lot of MOBA style games. So things like, uh, League of Legends, um, or actually even better yet, Team Fortress. It is essentially Team Fortress, uh, but with a wider cast of characters, uh, they, heroes that you can sort of play as a little more uh, extensive operating on more of like a um, more of like a uh, texas hold'em style uh, approach uh what's um well first of all all that sounds like general audience stuff you know uh really um uh, uh, uh mass appeal in gameplay 
and this has come under fire now because apparently uh, you mentioned Tracer. Yep. Perfect, because Tracer's the one we're talking about. The character Tracer's wind pose is apparently a little too overtly sexual for some audiences. Uh, Who doesn't love a little sexuality in their gaming? The level of sexuality? Oh, um, I mean, <laughs> dude, I myself am a big, big fan. The first time I saw Mario in those coveralls. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you no, the no, Mario no. going on, too. I like it. Right? <laughs> uh, anyone, anyone who's played the Dead or Alive series knows how mm-hmm. stupid and like nth degree the sexuality can come uh can come into play no pun intended come into play uh and still get away from the game itself because mm-hmm. it's like it starts off with a fighting game and everyone's ninjas with backstories and things and then they release the volleyball version like, what <laughs> i actually owned that volleyball version what's the what's the volleyball version it's it's just it's it's Better Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. Yes. And it's just Dead or Alive the hyper-sexualized volleyball? Is that what I'm... Yes. Well, yes and no. It's Dead or Alive Volleyball. So is it like, Dead or Alive like is already volleyball? Like <laughs> Pretty much. The Dead or Alive series is a game series where all the female... All the dudes are like ninjas and hardcore, like assassins and things. All the women... I mean, they'll have like their own legitimate backgrounds, but their character models are all huge breasted. <laughs> and I mean, this is the game series okay. that went out of its way to have like the uh, the breast swaying animation. As really, they spent like three weeks in development on just that. Yeah. I think they, I think they may mm-hmm. have patented it. No joke. Yeah, uh-huh. when Dead or Alive first came out, yeah, might have. Mm-hmm. I think they might did. have been the first ones to do the boob physics. The yeah. boob physics. Yeah, boob physics are serious. Who gets a head up that department, by the way? Uh, <laughs> the head of the boob someone very, physics someone department. Someone both very lucky and very lonely. <laughs> All right, but no, we've gone. We've gone the saddest off, guy in every room. We've gone kind of off the point. The point of this was uh, Tracer, one of the characters um, that uh, Johnny mentioned. I wish we could bring up a pic, but this is radio. Uh, was actually been a uh, uh, subject of some controversy in the media because supposedly the wind pose is too overtly sexual because you see too much of Tracer's butt. Okay, basically uh, that's, that's full full crack. Oh, full she, crack. No, she's no. wearing like a uh, skin tight from from like the. She's wearing a skin tight suit, but from like the hips up, there's sort of pieces of armor. So it's f- that are above it, but mm-hmm. from the hips down, we- it's pretty much just. Uh, like spandex. It's, yeah. Just so is it like mm-hmm. the cover of the uh, the the sunblock bottle butt crack or we, is no no full... no but um t- just if you if you just see it and I can understand where like some of this may have come from if you just see it in like a flashing image then it's the uh, what do you call it the uh, the uh, the I want to call them spanks uh, the, the, the the pants <laughs> the trace is wearing are yeah. a yellow hue. That's not that far off from the skin tone, from the character's okay. skin tone. Mm. So folks may have assumed at one point, if they haven't actually played the game or haven't actually seen the character, or at She's least take naked. an extra 10 seconds to do their research and look, uh, then they might figure, oh, that's just a bare-ass character on the screen. How dare they expose my children to this? Because, yes, my four-year-old is playing Overwatch. No, that's not the case. But before I get, I, I judge too harshly on the censorship, I do see... How they could have, how it could be mistaken for something overtly sexual when the wind pose is kind of a hip gyration, a look over the shoulder, and then that butt is arched. I know an arched butt when I see one. I know. All right, this is yeah. years of music videos talking. Right. It, it is a pretty uh, the tip drill video in particular. Uh, <laughs> it is funky classic pose. So I mean, it it's. Uh, she can do the same pose, so you can get like alternate costumes in this yeah, game too. Yeah, the, 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 the blue spandex, no problem. Yeah, it's the yellow ones that are that, that are uh, causing the uh, the controversy here. And I'm she has assuming. another outfit where she's wearing like a miniskirt, but she does the same pose. There's no butt crack whatsoever. It's just you uh. just see miniskirt, and it looks it looks great in all these other different clothing. But yeah, I was trying one... to look up Gammy's skirt for, for years as a kid. <laughs> well, know? Adam, that's your fetish. We won't judge you for <laughs> so that. So, many, so many in the end, it's more or less a programming <clears> error <throat> in terms of the hue. I mean, no, if, no, if no that's a... intentional. It's intentional. Yeah, inten- the pose is intentional. The pose movement is intentional. Roger, yeah. The aesthetics are intentional. Actually, uh, actually, uh, so the pose itself is actually mimicked by a couple other characters, mm-hmm. and I it's it's kind of thought that this is sort of like a default pose that gets applied to all characters, mm-hmm. and then they'll sort of pick and choose which character should be in a different pose, mm-hmm. but. Uh, like, uh, for instance, there was another, a male character that does exactly the same pose. And with him, you see full ball. So it's, it's, <laughs> just one, yeah. Just swaying in the breeze. <laughs> Still attached to the leg and everything. Like, what's that, some peaches? Nah. 
So it it could have been a slight oversight where they just didn't replace this default pose mm-hmm. that uh, this particular character has. I think the biggest complaint by the people that wanted this this censorship to be done mm-hmm. was that uh, it was against what they believed her character was for. Uh, there are other female characters that are overly sexualized, mm-hmm. and it's perfectly fine. Like that to them, that's what feels right for those particular characters, like mm-hmm. Black Widow. Mm-hmm. But for Tracer, she's more of the spunky, cocky, uh, hyperactive type of character and a more playful character mm-hmm. and not so much a sexualized character. See, that's another avenue I hadn't explored on this. As far as I know, most stories involving censorship are just, I don't want the kids seeing this. I don't want my virgin eye checking this out. This is wrong and it's improper. <coughs> and every story I've, I've uh, checked out on this has had said the same thing. You know, IGN, the rap, um, ICV. Uh, basically the opinion was of, yeah, this is inappropriate for these audiences. I never considered that it was inappropriate for the character itself. That's, that's a good, okay, interesting take on it. Um, if you're into Overwatch, hit us and have anything to say on the story, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com and chime in. Um, I myself don't think it's that big thing. Compromising the integrity of a fake character? Well, I seriously, really yeah, dude, it, I mean, sure. come on, how often have they, uh, okay, I, th- I, th- I, th- I say it goes all the way back to Tinky Winky, all right? <laughs> goes all the it, way back there, huh? It goes all the way back to Tinky Winky, it's, 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 it's like, why is that character on that children's show got a purse? I'm hating, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a bag on a children, they don't even speak words, what's wrong, Tinky Winky, <laughs> Tinky. all right, um, okay, but now to the next news story, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Adam's favorite show. I'm sorry. I didn't mean anyone to talk. <laughs> All right. Nintendo employee Allison Rapp has been fired over a uh, smear campaign over censorship. Uh, now, she's just a mid-level marketing specialist. But this mid-level marketing specialist and outspoken feminist, like most notably in the company, uh, has been terminated after her group, Treehouse. Uh, that's the name of the group. Um, which localized Japanese games for U.S. audiences, removed highly sexualized content from a number of recent video games. Uh, now, the, this is the result of a Gamergate campaign against the group itself and rap. Um, now, mind you, she's not directly involved in the, uh, in the localization of the game. She just works in the marketing department for that group. Uh, was kind of used as a scapegoat. She was kind of thrown under the bus for these to appease the attackers. Mm-hmm. But if you saw some of the stuff they were inputting in the game... Uh, in the games, uh, uh, they were like blatantly sexual. And the thing is, I think it's cultural uh, that uh, the accepted aspects of the game don't come across or aren't localized for U.S. audiences. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's understandable because we're not those same Japanese audiences. The and this is just playing devil's advocate. The specific Gamergate attackers, their main beef. Uh, was, okay, there's a feminist that works there, so she must be the one that's taking out all this stuff that we like in games, not considering that, no, this stuff is taken out of the games because uh, U.S. audiences aren't going to be okay with, okay, I won the round, now I deliver a finger right to the butthole. (laughs) Because, yeah, and because that's funny. It is a cultural thing, you're right. Well, the the idea is that that, that's funny, not that that's sexual. Yeah. You know, but to to, to U.S. audiences, it's 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 directly sexual. Uh, So the actual, uh, the biggest complaint uh, of the content that was removed was for a game called the most recent Fire Emblem series uh, and the it was a mini game specifically in the Fire Emblem series where uh, you would, because it was on the 3DS, you could use touchscreen. Mm-hmm. You would use touchscreen to sort of uh, pet your your in-game characters, like in the face. You you touch their face and rub their face. Mm, that and sounds that, perfectly normal. I mean, James, when I... You know, <laughs> no, you don't uh, touch you know, my face. <laughs> Not even going to run me, with me, that me, joke. Me, yeah. We can stop that segment. <laughs> and let my brother just Johnny continue his, his piece. Because you ain't touching my face. I love you, bro. <laughs> you ain't touching my face. <laughs> so that was one of the main things that was removed from that game. There was another one that, uh, that had to do with uh, something else that was a bit more... Uh, uh, I guess uh, weird and direct, and, and definitely should have been removed. But that was that was one of the main things. It it was like a weird kooky thing where you're touching each other's faces. I guess that's a thing in Japan mm-hmm. where you rub the There's face. A, no, no, we, we we've seen the face demonstration. Yes, yeah. I mean, yes. I so, mean, it is, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, oh, Jay, and, Jay, what do you got? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I'll just say, like, at its bare minimum, this is not something that's brand new. We've historically have done this when it came to game imports from from, um, from Japan or uh, from multiple nations. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember when I first played uh, 
Street Fighter, both uh, the Japanese version, American version, yeah. and I was completely shocked about name the name switch. I'm familiar with the name switch between Balrog and, and, and Bison, mm-hmm. and that switch happened because of the notion of uh, uh, within Japan, it was easy. It was like, oh, we'll call him M. Bison because M. Bison, of course, was a mock of Mike Tyson, yeah. and they flipped it because they know in the U.S. Tyson probably would have sued, especially since Tyson needed the money at the time. Mm-hmm. So they flipped the names. Just made sense. And especially when it comes to little uh, cultural icon, different culturalisms that are within video games, that just happens. And in the end, I think you're absolutely right, P. In the end, all it really was just to attack this woman and get her out because she's this feminist. We got to have this <sighs> war of feminism, blah blah blah. Well, so I mean, it's garbage, honestly. Well, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you can see things from my point of view. It's always touchy when you, when you uh, uh, present that as a point of view, but also can almost understand why the antagonist in the situation. Uh, like, you know, understand their motivations. And I can understand this one. I think it's just they were like, you know what? This is an opportunity to get somebody who's spoken out against or I mean, not necessarily uh, publicly spoken out against us, but generally has a history within the company of being against anything that we would be for. So this is like a convenient opportunity to strike at them for a purpose. While basically, they're trying to kill two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's kind of dirty to me. It's kind of wrong because this woman was basically an innocent in this situation. She just happened to work for the group. Even you know, even more so, like, she doesn't have any hand in actually doing the localization. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Dude. So the people that are... Well, actually, no. They fired her. Uh, excuse, me, excuse me. Nintendo fired her for what they publicly stated as unrelated uh, <laughs> uh, 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 motivations. So, I mean... That's it's, the, all, uh, it's, all, it's not you, it's me. Is what that is. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's all very convenient. But the people that have done the localization are still there. So I'm wondering how they're going to approach in the future. You know, how this is actually going to pan out. Uh, the woman's name is Alex. Uh, she'll be Allison Rapp. Um, she's kind of a badass name, though. It's like, what's your name? My name is Rapp. What do you do? Oh, I play, you know, jazz guitar. And, uh, <laughs> Warm jazz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you do? Well, I host a podcast about, you know, uh, making, making fragrant bouquets. Uh, I, I don't know where this is going. This is a serious news story, and I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Well, Allison Rapp, um, she was the marketing representative for the uh, for the uh, Treehouse Group at Nintendo. Nintendo's pulling a fast one, trying to appease uh, the uh, trying to appease the attackers. But we'll see how this actually pans out for them, because games are still going to be localized. And if they're not localized a certain way, it's not Gamergate that attacks. You get people like Tipper Gore. You know, uh, uh, climbing on the bandwagon, and they'll have things to say. Tipper, and, and I mean, and mind you, this is not an American phenomenon. No, you know no, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, every, I mean, full disclosure, y'all know. I mean, I'm serving the military. I mean, I kid you not. While in Afghanistan, watching American movies, much of that's censored, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like different soap operas and so forth. Like if a woman wears a low cut skirt, I mean, low cut shirt with the skirt. They will li- literally blur beneath her knees and blur her chest. So I really do see her head a blur. A piece of fabric and another blur. Just a talking, just, just a talking just, head with a just, bunch of lines. It really and... is a talking head with a bunch of lines. And I me, mean, granted, it's an extreme example of uh, picking out Afghanistan, but in the end, it just goes to show that we're not the only nation that censors. And it's not this whole, oh, America's so prudish and we need not to censor. It's a, it's not American phenomenon, it's just culturalism. Yeah. And I think just folks are wilding out over something that really doesn't make sense to wild out for. <clears throat> well, this situation kind of bugs me because this is a, this is a setup where the company um, basically bowed to the attackers the, exactly you know mm. the, the, they they won in the situation mm-hmm. you know it's so it's kind of a it's kind of a kind of a bad scene like yeah, it's not a good look for any company to do that on any sort of level you know exactly. what I mean? so and now they're going to be able to sort of take that that sort of triumph that <clears throat> victory and bring it on to the next issue that they feel uh, yeah you just kind of set a precedent for all like, like you gave this group this for complaining you know what i mean we gotta you know appease everybody who's kind of exactly. with any sort of complaint yeah. bad taste in my mouth mm-hmm. all right but moving on to what's <laughs> 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 going on on the ultimate unhappy note and then they kick the puppy so going on to um but no dig this this is a this is a, this is a lighter story we can close out with here real quick this one just kind of made Dude, this one Snoop Dogg was inducted. <laughs> Is that the one? Oh, no, 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 no. Dig this, dig this. Mm. Uh, comic store thief foils his own burglary. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only headline you can start comic book thief with, you know what I mean? That's how it has to end. No, that sentence well, has to well, end. Well, pretty much. Then he gets away and lives on an island. Nah, no, it's like, dig, dig this. No. A man who robbed the uh, All the Rage comic and games uh, store in Missouri was arrested the very next day. Now the man, his name is his name for good reasons not been disclosed by the cops. 
Uh, but the man stole a laptop. He broke in. He stole a laptop, a cash register that only had 35 bucks in it, some Pokemon cards, and Comic a couple book of. Show here, bro. Yeah, well, well, no, some of them have, like, you know, big money stuff. They yeah. get mm-hmm. scouted, and cats go for, like, the, tr- the collector's items. Yeah, but you're not paying cash, like, usually. No, this is true. This is true. They have solid gold bricks behind the, yeah. behind the counter. You're right. <laughs> um, but now, this dude, uh, in, in, in addition to those, he stole some action figures. And while he was at it, he dropped his cell phone at the screen, at the, at the scene. Yep. Um, and leaves just, it. He doesn't go back for it. Well, he, he left it, but it, it wasn't just his cell phone. Like, when the owners came back and saw, oh, my God, we've been robbed, what's that on the floor? Like a uh, personalized, then, that has a name tag on the back of it. And then uh, this fool calls the cell phone. The same guy. Uh, trying to find, yeah. Uh, trying to find, um, like, you know, what happened to his phone. Now, mind you, they can't actually uh, get to him from the, from just the call. But while the phone is, uh, it well, while, while, while the phone's on, active, uh, they see that the background image, the wallpaper, is a picture of him. Yeah. He did, it's, it's just him to, to like flex it from the camera and stuff with the with the stolen goods too. Click, gotta go. It's like okay, so now we have a landmark. We have your license plate from the getaway car in the background. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no! Just, just, just the mother's maiden name and social. Yeah. Yeah. Them Android uh, phones, man. <laughs> they used uh, the picture. They used this dude, the picture in the cell phone to track this dude down. <laughs> Cops picked him up the very next day and were able to recover most of the property. So that was a nice little. Because um, they waited the day, they probably could have got him that night. They really could. <laughs> yeah, I, just, hey, I know where this guy is now. I thought just saw him down the street. <laughs> It's a well, jack in the box earlier. Huh? Well, it's not, it's not even like a smash and grab gone wrong. Like this yeah. dude, this dude like broke, just broke his way in, and then I, I'm guessing he figured. Now the way I, I, I see it in my head here is like he bro- he broke in, figured okay, now this is a comic shop. Obviously, they've got extra expensive stuff. I've seen these books go for hundreds, thousands of dollars. Right? I'm gonna take the well, the, the, the predator yeah, doll. So, yeah, so let, me, let me grab some of these here. What he got over there? Pokemon. The kids like those, right? Let me grab some of those and cards. Kiss action figures and kiss action figures. <laughs> all things. Like, it was just, like it had hey, to be man. a kiss fan because if you like kiss, you got to be stupid. Yeah, some yeah. people really like Ace Freely. They're making a return. It's all about it's Come all about P- it's all about Peter Chris, man. Peter, it's all about yeah. Peter Chris. Ace Freely. <laughs> they're into, they're into like then, arena football. Oh, now those guys sold the big. Yeah, yeah they, they, they have they have a suck ass team. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's so bad. Dude who bought suck ass band. It could it, it, it could be worse, but not by much. Um, dude, if I'm going to, the... if I'm doing time, and it's because I sold kiss action figures, doll, dude. Then I you had I, it coming. Come I on, deserve, man, really? yeah, I get a shank. I uh, get shanked for that. And I would you only got thirty five dollars for the whole deal, too. Like that's cash what I'm wise. thinking. Like cash value. That's what I'm thinking happened there. He what are these figured... kiss dolls worth on the street? <laughs> kiss dolls, seventeen cents. It's gonna cost for thirty five dollars just to list them on eBay. It's like seriously, bro. <laughs> Did you not think this through? How's he gonna list them? He don't even got his phone anymore. That's why he got the money. He's like, I need some money to post these. Right? That's what it is. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that this. Dude saw his mediocre haul and just kind of lost it in the store. Then realized I got to get the hell out of here. And then booked without paying attention that the phone he was I don't know using for a flashlight or something was left on the counter. It's like, dude, get a mag light like the like the professionals and beat yourself over the head with it. Yes, good idea. All right, so just keep an eye out for the story if you want to follow. But there's not much morals to it. The guy was caught and he's in jail. End of story. I would have played like the (laughs) over the dumb worthless game. Yeah, exactly. Let's get Robert oh, Stack man. on a case. <laughs> NYPD. <laughs> Just listen to rock and roll all night when he gets picked up. I got that rock and roll all night. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we've harped on the ridiculous this long enough. I want to talk to my man across the table here, just Johnny. Because he actually has a legitimate project he wants to lay on us. Johnny, what do you got, man? Talk to us. I got a, uh, a project I've been working on for 15 years now. Um, it's basically uh, centers on uh, my band from 15 years ago. And uh, uh, we had a lot going for us when we were first around. And within a year's time, we went from like playing in like birthdays at, at people's basements to playing uh, bigger shows in Providence at like Met Cafe, Living Room, and stuff like that. Mm. We were recording music videos. Uh, we were doing good. We, we did two studio demo recordings. This is all within a year's worth of time. Yeah, didn't uh, start to hang with Ashton Kutcher, man. It was a kiss cover band, wasn't it, Johnny? It was a kiss cover band. And then, uh, who hits the fan, and uh, the band broke up, uh, and I was the only one that uh, figured, uh, saw that there was still something in this. And I've made a couple other attempts uh, beforehand, but this is the biggest attempt, and what 
what it is is that I started a Kickstarter page for uh, for this project, essentially to take the old material from the band. The band is called Candy Machine. Candy is spelt with a K, uh, and it's on this this Kickstarter project that you can search for right now. It's live on Kickstarter. Just search for Candy Machine. And it's uh, basically to take the old material and to rework it uh, and to scrap most of the things that didn't work and to keep the things that absolutely did work uh, and to recreate it and make a full-length concept album that is actually worthwhile and is something that I can be proud of and is something that plays homage to what the band was and stood for as well as uh, moving it forward and modernizing it and making it as professional uh, sound and quality as possible. See, that's cool. See, I, I, I thought I knew um, a fair amount of cats in the local punk scene, and I've known you for a few years. I ain't never knew any of this. Like, you've played a real close to the chess jump. Yeah, wow. sorry about that. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it hurts every time I think about, like, uh, what could have been. And um, it's something I kept under wraps for a while, because it, it's hard to find the right people that you want to work with on the project. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until earlier this year when I found that last, one of the last missing pieces, which was the singer. So I'm working with a very talented group of people. I've got uh, people that were either at Candy Machine shows, uh, uh, were like major fans of us. Uh, for instance, the bassist I have, my friend, an old friend of mine, Derek, he's going to be hopping on bass. He did guitar for a metal band. You may have heard of them, Thy Will Be Done. Mm, I actually, I've, I've heard the name. Some, yeah. some people mm-hmm. probably uh-huh. heard of them. They have like million plus hits on YouTube and whatnot. Big metal man. Uh, another old friend of mine, he actually, uh, uh, my uh, the drummer for for this project, Ryan, he's uh, he trained the original drummer for the band Cannon Machine. So this guy is phenomenal. He ha- his he has like a laundry list nice. of different bands he's worked with. Another one being Thy Will Be Done. Before they were called Thy Will Be Done, they were called Cobalt. Cannon Machine played shows with uh, with Cobalt. They played shows with another band called Asphyxiate, which Ryan is from, uh, and a slew of other bands. We have uh, Nick Castle. He was in a band, uh, a very recent band called Obsolete Automation. I believe he might have come on here maybe once, uh, maybe not. Mm, Adam, that was your boy, at right? Some, at some station. Well, damn, I make it seem like, yeah, at one, at one of these rinky dink operations <laughs> uh, where but, somebody. Salty did. Connect? It was just no, not yeah, something. No, not something. Rice, Mike. But he's uh, <laughs> he's coming in, he's filling in the keyboard role, and then on vocals is. Uh, the very t- I can't wait for people to hear him is a little known figure, Johnny Evil, uh, pretty no well known throughout the scene. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. he'll be doing the vocals, uh, and we pretty much have the power team ready. Uh, and actually, to top it all off, we have a uh, for doing the artwork for the album. So, like I said before, this is a concept album, and the concept itself, which if, if you allow me, I'll get into it in a little bit. Dude, uh, the artwork is going to be done by Landon Richmond. Mm, so he runs the uh, the shop No No Truth down on Bo- uh, on Newberry Street. Newberry Street. Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Come and, on, man. We're talking about No No uh, Truth Gallery in Newberry Street right here in lovely yep. Boston, Massachusetts. Find it underneath the snow drink. Snow, snow drink. <laughs> snow drift. Snow drift. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. so we got like this. this uh, I put together this like best possible team of professionals people that know what they're doing have done it many times before in many different bands and and what have you and i don't think i mentioned this but candy machine itself is like this uh metal and punk band uh this this horror metal horror punk uh type of fusion it's it was very different then um other bands didn't really get us uh, and what we stood for, but the fans got us. We had a huge fan base. Uh, our shows were kind of crazy. We'd do things like throw candy at the audience. We'd have like pinatas and we'd bust the pinatas open and candy would like spill all over the, the audience. We'd That's have awesome. like dolls on stage and we'd like mutilate and rip apart the doll arms and throw them at at the audience and throw them at each other. That's a good wholesome family entertainment. <laughs> I don't see why. You know, so yeah. it, was, it was pretty wild. Um, and so all of the dolls themselves and and what we sort of symbolize this candy this this very kitty uh type of mentality this child mentality this this ties into what the concept of the of the album is 
which is which focuses on child maltreatment. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's many of the songs hit on key points of child maltreatment, things like uh, bullying and growing up different, uh, abusive homes, abu- abusive parents, uh, not being understood, not having guidance, and then what what the long term consequences of child maltreatment uh, ends up becoming. Uh, and it is a serious issue. There's uh, facts that I posted in the Kickstarter video itself uh, that are uh, ripped directly from Child Protection Services, uh, from childhelp.org. There's a big major report uh, called Child Maltreatment 2014. It's a federally funded report that was put together, and the facts within there is pretty staggering. Uh, for instance, over 700 thousand children every year just in the united states alone is affected by child abuse yeah it's a widespread problem that's one of the things i want to I'm, I'm glad you went into i was hoping you'd like really give some some legit information on because most of the time when you hear a, we're getting the band back together you know it's just like we've got our own uh it's more of a self-serving project mm-hmm. and you all actually have some good you're trying to do with this yeah Oh yeah, uh, I actually I'm, I'm putting my blood on the line. Um, one of the backer rewards is I'll actually go to Boston Children's Hospital and donate blood platelets. It's the most grueling process you can go through, besides uh, bone marrow. Bone marrow. Besides bone marrow. Yeah. Uh, it's more. It it takes. It's a two hour long process. It's not like donating blood, uh, where it's like fifteen minutes and you're done. They they take out blood and it goes into this machine and then. They shoot the blood back in you, and it's this two-hour process of constantly drawing blood from you and then squirting it right back in you, minus the platelets that they take out. Okay, I want to thank you for that visual. Yeah. Um, okay, so make sure we give uh, I, I want uh, give the listeners um, the uh, Kickstarter information. Like, how can they contribute? How can they get involved in this? You know. Yeah. So if you want to get involved, just go to Kickstarter and do a search for Candy Machine, candy spelt with a K. And it will be the only thing that pops up. So it's pretty easy there. You can also find us on Facebook, Candy Machine. Once again, candy spelled with a K. Uh, and it should be pretty straightforward to find us. You'll see a yellow uh, smiley face with a red X. Looks like it's drawn by, by crayons. Uh, we're also on Twitter, uh, which is Candy Machine Kid on Twitter. Uh, once again, candy spelled with a K. And we're also on YouTube at Official Candy Machine on YouTube. All right, cool. Now, also, since you've basically given us these tidbits and you laid out, you've, you've uh, dangled that carrot in front of us, dude, the tunes. The How tunes. can we hear the tunes? You can, if you go to the YouTube page, mm-hmm. uh, and it's linked in the Kickstarter as well. It's also linked on the Facebook page, and I believe uh, the Twitter has it going out. But the entire early demos of Candy Machine is just there on YouTube for you to listen. It's linked in all those different places. The best, the easiest place to find it would be on the Kickstarter page because uh, it's it the video feed is directly below the main Kickstarter promo video. So it's right there. You can listen to all all of the songs that I have access to, all of the old songs I have access to. The new stuff, uh, once again, the new stuff is going to be written. There's already work that's, that was done, uh, sort of preliminary stuff, stuff like rewriting some of the lyrics and stuff like that. All that's kept under wraps. It'll be shared when it's as we sort of work through it. But all of the old material is absolutely there for you to listen to, and it will give you a very good indication as to what Cannon Machine sounds like. And uh, just a few caveats, like, the point of this project is that the old stuff is not that well recorded. It wasn't mixed. It wasn't mastered. There's a lot of professional things about it. As Everything a musician, you just said makes it more and more punk, dude. Come on. It, it's it's very DIY. It's uh, like no budget was put into those early demo recordings, and you'll you'll definitely hear it. But uh, and you know, just keep that in mind. And this this lineup that we have, it's going to be as professional as possible it's going to be something that i like i said i want to be proud of this nice i'm looking forward to it dude mostly mm-hmm. because well one i'm a I'm, I'm i'm a black punk middle fan and i can't claim to be the only one because i know james mm-hmm. you two get down but also because this also benefits a good cause which i mean is one of the things that uh artists rarely do like legitimately rarely do and honestly i respect the hell out of that man johnny yeah and, and i just uh, want to see you give blade uh, blood Platelets. I'm gonna be there for that when that happens. Actually, I, I do. Can that. I? Can I? Is that one of the thing? If I donate enough, can I watch? 
Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be uh, for that reward tier. I'll actually send you video, live video. Oh, there and, we go. We'll photos. just FaceTime while it happens. So you think you're ready, all right? Yeah. I would say at its bare minimum to our listeners, watch the promotional video. Like, if you watch a promotional video, there is no way you would not want to give to this cause. I mean, I was definitely moved by it. It was an amazing video. Um, you have the music playing in the background. You just laid out the entire project. And it just builds that connection to you and to the cause itself. So as Pat mentioned earlier, it's just a great thing to know that this is going to something bigger than yourself yeah. and bigger than the band. So listeners, just give it like give it the five minutes, at least watch a promotional video. Yeah, you watch t- the crap anyway. You can probably watch this, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. Well, thank you, man. All right. Now, Jay, also... <clears throat> uh, it's like cough on the microphone. No, I'm just dude. I'm I'm, I'm welled up with just the, just just the angst and the anxiousness. <laughs> just get a leg. I'm yeah. the He's low down, the, the inside so... stuff. You know. Oh, it's like I feel the crowd pumping and the oh the I, I hear him chiming and what what what. Alright, all right, no, enough, enough with the references, yo. Jay, you have the load down on WrestleMania yes, 32. Yes, Break it down yes. for us, brother. What was good, bad, and ugly? WrestleMania 32. Man, listen, they poured so much energy into this event. I mean, this is set a brand new attendance record. Like, What's that Jerry World, you know? it's This is in Texas. This is the biggest yes, freaking is. stadium. Yeah, you know, I know I mean, Jerry's getting his alive. money's worth. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Friend of the oh, oh sorry, excuse me. No, not not directly. It was like a guy, a guy who knows a guy was there. Ah, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> um, not dude, friend of the show, uh, Jamie Loftus. Really? Was there in person? Yeah, she had pictures on her Facebook and everything. Nice, mm-hmm. nice, nice. Good to her. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Adam and I are watching on the WWE <laughs> Network at home. It's just a little salty, aren't you, fellas? I'm not gonna lie, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, great event. I mean. It was it was it was a great event. I mean, props to Jerry for uh, for hosting it there at Dallas. They poured so much money, so much energy to this. I mean, they've building us up for a while. Um, so I'll highlight a couple of matches. I mean, one of the big matches I would say that really stood out was the ladder match for the WWE Intercontinental Title. It opened up the show, um, and it was just a shocker, a complete shocker with it um, with the winner. I mean, it had seven yeah. people in this match. I mean, it was jam packed. It was stacked. I mean, you got Kevin Owens defending the belt against Dolph Ziggler. Sami Zayn, Stardust, and the three who I didn't think even deserved a shot in this Miz match. Miz was in there. Right? Miz, yeah. exactly. Miz, Sin Cara, and Zack Ryder. So, I mean, you got seven guys with ladders just going at it. Tons of high spots. Great match. And the winner of this match was shocked the entire universe. Well, I had a girl that I was hanging out with. We were all sitting there watching. She actually called that. She called Because she was getting, that guy was getting a push. He was getting a slight push, and they're like, I can see this if they're going to do anything. I didn't think they were going to put him over like that, but I was like, oh, this is Owens. That's what I thought. You know what I, I mean? I, I figured, it Owens, obvious. I figured, Zane, I figured Zane, after Zane pulled double duty for being on NXT then, um, two nights before on Friday, I figured they reward the guy. But nobody uh, saw me and Gene Overly coming <laughs> down from. Oh, sorry, sorry. It was almost as obscure. With Zack Ryder, Long yeah. Island Iz, and his dad, his, and his dad, dad jumps in the ring afterwards and like hugs him, and his dad's dazed out too. And you're like, guys, like, you working real? out together? What are you doing? Like, what? Like, like, where just, did this guy come from? Yeah, it's like he's gonna spot you. I don't know what you guys. Doing <laughs> exactly. Now. It was. It was just overall a great, great match, and just big up for big up to Zack Ryder for just finally getting that push that he needs. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. I'll find out when I go and watch Raw. Um, next one, um, the women's triple threat match. For the women's championship. I can't emphasize that enough. I mean, many of you know my anger and angst with this whole Divas championship. How it just demoralizes women and it just demeans them. It's a quite demeaning belt to me. It was a butterfly. A pink butterfly. It was garbage. It was very demeaning to the women. So to unveil, after years of protests from the fans, to unveil the women's championship. And for them to fight that night for the inaugural WWE Women's Championship was amazing. And, of course, Charlotte Flair took it. But it done very, very well in terms of its execution with Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. So we'll see where it goes. It was a pretty good match. Nice. Pause real quick on the Divas Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't they used to have a women's champion before they instituted that? Yes, they did. They had so a women's what? championship. Um, then it just fades it out. 
And then they rolled out this Divas Championship. Because what WWE was trying to do was trying to be hip, trying to be cool with the kids. So they called the male wrestlers superstars. Yeah, they called the women that. Divas. But the men weren't the superstar champion. They were the heavyweight champion, like everyone, heavyweight champion, intercontinental, so forth. Mm-hmm. But the women were the Divas Championship. And it, it was a nice little overarching term to throw for any woman. So if you were just uh, a woman with great breast implants and a weave, you were able to get the deepest championship. Yeah, and no one it, yeah, like the bitches yeah. championship. And pretty much, <laughs> you know, I mean, they yeah. pretty much should have just called it that. Yeah. It's just a damn shame. And it was, so you had legitimate wrestlers who were like, I don't even want to hold this garbage belt because it's not even legitimate. Yeah. So they finally made the legitimate women's title like it was back in the day. And it was just amazing to see. And for to have these three women who are high quality wrestlers wrestle for it. Not pull each other's hair, do the slapping and the yeah. yelling, but actually pull high spot moves was an amazing match. Yeah, yeah, she was. They were holding each other up, spinning each other around. It was great. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, it was actually a well choreographed match. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. And finally, um, I'm not even going to talk about the championship match. Honestly, it was a blah. The Hell in a Cell match yeah. with The Undertaker and Shane McMahon. Undertaker, 50-something years old, mm-hmm. like still like deadlifting over 500 pounds and still like putting on a hell of a good show <laughs> exactly. at this, this, this long, man. This guy's, this guy's incredible. And, 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 and Shane McMahon, that guy can wrestle. He really For can. For a guy who doesn't do really much of anything like that, he's actually really good in the ring. Absolutely. I, I mean, he's been gone for like 10, he's been gone for 10 years. Yeah, 10 came back gray, and I was like, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, I don't really remember. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> happens, yeah. but. We'll also call that out. He's been gone. Like, was this his first reappearance? Because you got to imagine this dude's like rusty. He's been out of the game. Has he been like training in the offseason? Because he hadn't done a damn thing. Well, he had them custom J's on, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he did, did. So have custom J's yeah. on. Um, this is a- <laughs> <laughs> he came back with those, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, so yeah, I mean, he was training in the gym or whatever. But I mean, it's one thing to train in the gym than for you to perform on the biggest stage in pro wrestling history, which is WrestleMania. So he came, and of course, the big question was, is he going to win? Is it going to ruin Undertaker's legacy? Blah, 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 blah. The thing that I predicted, and I knew it would happen, is that something something was going to happen to rival Mick Foley coming off the cage. And that's what happened. Shane McMahon climbs to the top of the cage, drops an elbow, and just goes through the table. And goes through the table. See, my my, my one beef with that thing, because it was such an amazing moment it was like mm-hmm. this great the sight to watch mm-hmm. but i wish he would have connected with the elbow <laughs> you know what i mean like the only thing missing is the undertaker getting up and sliding out of the way he just clap like crashes through this table and it's just like his kids are watching everyone's screaming i'm going nuts like this i'm like but he missed like, <laughs> undertaker did the slip undertaker like straight broke out He's like, I'm not getting hit with that. Probably like, no, I just land on him. Like, he, break well, his fall. He's like, I ain't getting hit with that. I'm 50 years old. You remember this? And yeah. mind you, the whole thing had about, if anyone didn't see it, the whole thing had about like five solid minutes of setup. Where it's like, going to take us just laying the whole time. And I'm he like, just if this dude, he's like, do you hit me yet? Or do you yeah, yeah, right? yeah, he's yeah. just like, he's catching the second wind there. He's resting. He's good. Yeah. There's no possible way he's still weak enough to watch yeah. this dude. Now, mind so, you also, Shane climbed the 20-foot cage. It was big, man. It was so big. It was there's going to be time enough for him to see the he body did. falling. To <laughs> say, mind you. Mm, he's had a couple I, good that ones. That seems to be heading in my direction. Maybe I should relocate. Hmm. Also, did I remember to take the clothes out of the the dryer <laughs> let me do that when i eventually move because this is taking forever it probably and then legit. the dude called him shane O'Mac at the top of how old is this man <laughs> he's the man it sorry, don't matter sorry that just hurt me continue please <laughs> he's still shane O'Mac regardless but how old he, is you are right without a doubt it probably took a good like seven minutes for him well, to, plus to he, scale the cage yeah. say a quick prayer <laughs> he, did a prayer. he did a quick he prayer did a, oh. then he jumps well he had to say a prayer like it took him i thought he was actually talking himself into it and he was <laughs> not gonna do it because he was like i don't know this is real high like i'm way way up here it was it, it, it was fun to see i mean that was like because i remember his his match way back in the day in the 90s when he was fighting uh test for like yep. i can date my sister match or something yep. like yeah, that yeah, yeah. Had the whole posse and the couch I think yeah, on, on the sideline, he jumped through a table and that, and that was like, I ah, won me over there. I'm like, that guy's can, you know, he he puts it on the line, man. It was he like does. he doesn't have to do that. Like I said, he had, yeah, yeah, you mentioned as well, he has his kids there. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know if they needed to see that. Exactly, you know, that see the thing that would have made it for me is if he had connected, yeah, and then the Undertaker still just like got up, you know, <laughs> he like still it was sat up. <laughs> 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 I would have like, lost it. I like, lost it's like, it. nothing can kill him. Dude, He's unstoppable. Know. There's no way to, I don't know. He just, yeah. gets, he just gets up like, what was that? Oh, was that you? You, you all right? You're right. I don't I'll know. see you on the floor there. Let's wrestle. 
But yeah. I'm not mad at Adam, you were right, man. I had the same feel like, man, I wish she connected. Uh, but she's looking at it yeah. from the angle. There's no way he could have, you're right. <laughs> the camera <laughs> angle that was on the Undertaker, and you see the cameraman just fall because Undertaker pushed him out the way yeah. to get out the way. Uh, yeah, that's, that's like, yeah, there's no safe way to do that, no matter how much, you know, you, you practice, how much you talk it through. Like, there's no, yeah, there's no coming back from that, you know. So I don't think it tops uh, Mankind's off, off the hell in the cell. So. Well, but it comes close. It comes close. It comes close. Just by sheer, like, holy crap. Oh, Are you serious? I agree, because yeah. Foley bounced when he yeah. hit that table. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, yeah. Then he got chokeslammed through the thing, you exactly. know what I mean? On, on a bunch of thumbtacks, I think it was. At the and then yeah, he still came back and wrestled later that night. <laughs> yeah. Foley was Foley's the man. that hardcore. Yeah, and then he's started, yeah, he was your bartender that night, too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Working two jobs then. It wasn't, they weren't paying him like they do now. Man. No love. <laughs> he's doing Santa <laughs> Ooh, he's doing some stand up. He's doing no, some stand up. Well, that he's doing a Santa Claus thing. And having too. hot children. Yes, he is. His daughter is. Ooh, his daughter's fine. Yeah. I'll make one yeah. more point before we wrap this up. All right, so one of the. one of the, I mean, you know, with WrestleMania, all the entrances come out. You know, I have all these crazy entrants. Um, even when Sasha Banks came out the ring, came out to the ring, her cousin, Snoop Dogg, who was, as Adam alluded to earlier, was inducted to the um, WWE Hall of Fame. Um, she has Snoop rap her lyrics um, for her to come out to the ring for her match. Meanwhile, and, Dennis Rodman goes, wanting. <laughs> Dennis the Worm <laughs> folks came out and you know they they spice it up <laughs> probably the, sh- the, most, the shocking one was when the New Day came out the New Day came out your boys. for those of you my boys so those of you who are following the New Day you know they have their fictional cereal called quote unquote booty-o's Booty-o. <laughs> booty-o's you eat them <laughs> so you won't be booty. These jokers had a giant 20-foot box of booty-o's that tipped over and booty-o's just fell out. And they came through the box. That's not even the end of it. So when they came out, they came out of the box onto the stage to walk down the aisle. And Dragon Ball Z cyan gear. It was amazing. Oh, it was amazing. It was like, pretty good. It was good. <laughs> It's to the point where it's been retweeted over and over and over again of just that entrance of like, wow, you really thought Bootios. outside the box. You know, oh, I, get I, see, I, see, box. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. What? You might not even mention Outside the box. Ha! Uh, don't. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Booty-os. He'll be here all evening, folks. Booty-os. You know what, though? Honestly, um, I'm, 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 I'm sitting here shaking my head because I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. But honestly, and full disclosure, I cannot lie. If anybody offered me the chance to do everything you just said in that sentence right there, <laughs> I would jump so hard, so high, so we fast. We want to put you in all this and jump out of a box of booty. I was like, yeah, it's complete. Yeah, yeah hey, just my own big-ass <laughs> box of cereal, my own Saiyan gear. It was Come awesome. Now. It was awesome. It my own collection awesome. of <laughs> So if y'all want to know the results of the rest of the, ba- the rest of the batches, go online, check it out. Get the, get the WWE Network. Make it happen. But in the end, I will give this pay-per-view a Eh, see it, watch it. It was a good, solid pay per view. Really good. I mean, if you think of us, if you think of for like, oh, storyline twists and plot twists and all this other stuff, you're probably not going to get it. But without a doubt, just by Zack Ryder winning the championship alone was a shocker. I mean, I think that shocked everybody except, um, I guess the one, the one person who um Adam knows who clearly called it. Yeah. Um, which I am incredibly surprised because I was a call. I didn't see that. I think miles. she just has a crush on him, and that maybe, could have been what it maybe. Was, I mean, know, he's so. called Diesel Swole, man. Yeah. Um, and so I'm surprised. Like he saw he, his dad too. He's like, damn. Yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> to the family. Well, not everyone family. can be Cowboy Bob Orton, yo. Some people do pain <laughs> shit like that. So at the end, just watch the pay per view, and I will also say, I mean, <laughs> this whole weekend was jam packed. Go back and watch the NXT pay per view as well. It was just an amazing pay-per-view overall. Just watch that pay-per-view. Watch the Hall of Fame. And you might have to fast-forward through it, though. The Hall of Fame was kind of long. Um, I mean, you got old-school old wrestlers just telling their stories from back in the day. That's what it was. You yeah, know, it's it really was. like, oh, and then this guy way back, and then we did a bunch of drugs, and then I forgot. What? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Where Pretty much. <laughs> you know, it was kind of I'm not sure if I want to hear Jimmy Jam talk about his, his host stories from the road. Yeah, like, right. You know, okay, okay, okay. No, you're right. I was going to say you want to hear the old dudes give, like, the, the stories of the days past when nah, they didn't have man. all the regulations. Because, dude, listen to old football stories and watching the little highlights. Mm-hmm. That's some stuff. Because it's like, well, we didn't have helmets. And it was 14 below, but damn it, we had a championship to win. Like, <laughs> we averaged eight deaths a year it's, for it's the like, first yeah. 30 years. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sully was down to his last three teeth, but god damn it, he was going to do the thing. Like, wow, okay. And these guys nowadays can't play football like, without yeah. their little pads and concussions. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we like, just put some dirt on it and made it happen. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like here we see Sully losing his leg in the second quarter. Here we see Sully completing the fourth quarter. Like, whoa, wait, what? With, the, with one leg? 
<laughs> Back in a day where men were men. <laughs> where men were men and women were men. That's my wife there on the 50th. No. no, I just imagine like these would be the stories that you would hear from the old wrestlers, too. It really I'm, was. And you're saying this is not the case? No, it really was, but it just kind of dragged on some. Uh, okay, it was just like, right. wrap this up. It was on some Grandpa Simpson. Well, it I put really him in was. a headlock because that was the most popular move at the time. And then he tried to DDT me. That was a new move that we made, but I worked out of it and I got him in a headlock. See, the headlock was the most popular move at the time. It really was. So what happened was he kicked me in the stomach then. That was an illegal maneuver and he reached into his belt for something and I could see he was going for an illegal object. So I caught his arm and then I chopped him. And then what I did was I took that opportunity to get him in a headlock. See, that was the most popular move at the time. And then what (laughs) happened is he tried to uh, bring into an arm bar, but you can't really do that from that position. So what happened is he broke his spine um what huh okay is there is there is there a point a to point b in there it's like well it started with a headlock and i got him in a headlock because that was the most uh popular move at the time you gotta understand and then it just keeps going on (laughs) i'm sorry i've listened to a lot of old people stories and that's ultimately what it was a collection of old people stories but either way get the network to see it or at least bum it off your buddy to see it it was worth it's worth watching you know i'm actually happy to hear that man because honestly dude more often than not these things just plain suck (laughs) <laughs> and you're like, man, I paid all that money for that. And you, you know what? And to hear that it didn't uh, completely blow mm-hmm. for you? Cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. All right. Mm-hmm. So I want to close out with, dude, uh, a, lot of commer- a lot of ads have been all over the internet for this new movie, Hardcore Henry. Mm-hmm. Hardcore Henry is the first first-person, well, not shooter, first-person point-of-view action thriller. I got to check the sucker out last week. Did anyone else? Honestly, I was hesitant. Because I was sitting there like, is this just a guy going nuts with a GoPro? Because my motion sickness ain't going to be able to take this. Man, you want you you can throw up a little just for the story. You can deal I mean, with I'm already strong, but I had drama me with me. I tell you that right now. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, let me, just, <laughs> let me just illustrate for you what you missed. Just a quick breakdown. I'm talking about Hardcore Henry. Anyone who doesn't know and hasn't seen the trailers or the commercials or anything, this is a first-person action film from the eyes of Henry, uh, who's a dude resurrected from death with no memory. Uh, he must discover his identity and save his wife from a warlord with the plan to bioengineer soldiers. The warlord in this movie, uh, played by Danila Kozlovsky. I emphasize this dude specifically because aside from Charto Copley, he's the most recognizable character. Because I swear to God, this dude was a blonde Tommy Wiseau. If anyone's seen the Tommy, room, yeah, you know really? who Tommy Wiseau is. Unfortunately, yeah, Everything I know about Tommy this dude, Wiseau his mannerisms, is, yeah. this freaking accent you can't place. Everyone else is Russian. Why does he speak like that? Because he can't act. Because <laughs> he's bad it, at his job. It, it was awesome. Because this right. was somewhere between Deadpool and The Raid Redemption. I'm like, it's a hard it, sell, it, buddy. It's oh, a hard dude, sell. It looks like the stupidest movie in the world. I was just like action boner from beginning to end. This thing was wrong. <laughs> and it pulled no punches whatsoever. Like, it starts off on a very somewhat quote-unquote believable keel where this guy has lost his memory. Well, most action movies, yeah, you got a guy who's lost his memory. He's got to figure out who he is. And he's in a laboratory. They're doing experiments on him. You know, that happens, too. His wife is the scientist. But she's like, I got to get you out of here. They're going to do stuff. And you're going to regain your memory. We're going to be happily. We're going to be you know, happy again. And everything's going to work out. And then crash. No, we can't have this guy living. He knows too much. Now it's a video game. It gets real silly. But it gets real silly in, a, in the most badass way possible. This dude just like taking out suckers left and right. And in true video game fashion, you've got to ramp your skills up. So when he faces off one guy, he just does him no problem. If you, anyone can't see, I'm like shadow boxing here in the, on the mic because I'm that jazzed <laughs> about it. But then he gets... Oh, excuse me, he faces off against two guys and three guys, and now he's a little out of his element. Then he faces off against an entire group of trained soldiers. He gets his ass handed to him because it's the very beginning of the movie, and he hasn't leveled up yet. Awesome, (laughs) because... I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of feeling the concept. Yeah, it seems so stupid, but when you watch it in execution, it was done so well in execution because of the writing as well. A lot of this isn't uh, portrayed in the trailers. And I saw the TV commercials, which make it look like, ah, there's explosions everywhere, kids. You want to be in on this? Yes, there are. But it's also cut in between a very amusing story that I won't say it's smart, but I'll say it's clever. If this was a video game, I'd want to play it on the same level I like to play Serious Sam, hmm. uh, Team Fortress. You know, it's good. It's clever. The gags are clever. The action uh, has clever reasons for putting me in those situations. But when once I'm there... Where's the rocket launcher? 
how many bullets do I have left? Can I just punch these people in the face repeatedly? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> and all of it is so satisfying. This movie is really a vehicle for Charto Copley, which was very unexpected. You, you never see him in the commercial. The only actual face you see in the commercial is Tim Roth. Uh, Tim Roth, good actor. Mm-hmm. We know him from uh, The Incredible Hulk with um, Ed Norton. And he's actually done a lot of uh, decent acting work. This movie, he has a half a line, maybe a line and a half. You know, he's barely in it. We see him and we're like, yeah, I guess he plays some part. No, 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 not at all. If anyone does anything of significance, it's Charto Copley. This is Charto Copley's action movie version of Eddie Murphy's The Nutty Professor. He plays so <laughs> many characters. He's like 19 different people. And they all just come out of nowhere. And they're all just fantastic. He's got this punk dude. He's got this military soldier Olinto-like guy. He's got this cripple in a wheelchair. He's got this really wayfish scientist. He's got... They're all Charto Copley and it's all beautiful. It's, like, it's rare that I walk into a movie just really expecting nothing. Not like having low expectations. But just like, yeah, I'm going to check this out. It's going to be a good popcorn flick, maybe. And walking out like, wow, that was freaking badass. The story was great. The action was great. Shorto Copley's the man. And I had such an incredibly good time. And I'm just so upset everyone missed it because I had so many passes to hand out. Just doling them out. Like, yeah, you uh, dropped me a line the day before. Man. Well, you I, know, I, I work. Okay, I, I don't control when mm-hmm. I get them. That's the problem. Yeah, I hear you. You know, well, I, can't I, be I, mad at me, man. Uh, I, I, Uncle well, Sam, well, hold me, dude. Sorry. Because the only way I really want to see this movie is for free. I might pay to see this again just to see what I missed. All right, well, well, we'll, call, that the, we'll call that the mission pack. Um, <laughs> no, dude, I, I, I really did enjoy the hell out of this movie to a point where it was refreshing to see that this kind of entertainment still makes it to theaters because mm. normally uh, a movie like this would have a Michael Bay budget with explosions and then they would specifically try to tie it into some BS toy line. This had none of that. Mm. This was just a movie that was awesome for the purposes of being awesome. I think they may have tried to do it with like stuff like Chappie. Yep. And it failed on that level. Uh, this movie this is, seems it, more like Crank. That's exactly what I thought about it when I first saw the advertiser there's a, for there's it. There's a lot of Who's Crank that? in this, yeah. This really? doesn't take itself for it. This has humor without taking itself for a joke. This movie is just like, I guess, uh, this is how it appears to me, is just kind of bludgeoning, you know what I mean? This first person, this, like, this non-stop well, thing. They can see more like a video game than a movie where an actual piece of cinema. You yes, know, but just, the way they explain that is just the situation he's in. Like, it's not set in America, first of all. It's right. set in Russia, and he just happens to be That's where in, that stuff happens. Well, he's, he's in a mob-run neighborhood. Okay. And explain Chateau Copley, huh? <laughs> <laughs> even, even South African who looks Russian. Gotcha. <laughs> but also explains why no one else really speaks English and why very uh, few people have, have lines. <laughs> At one point, it's Assassin's Creed. At one point, it's freaking Shadow Complex. At one point, it was like Dig Dug. Um, what? Dig Dug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just You're awesome. making all these references. I'm, I'm this d- movie might okay. not be like anything. No, not you, be need, you need to point. see this. And by the end, it was like Dead Rising. <laughs> and it was awesome. At the end, it was like ghosts. I mean, they were sitting at a potter's wheel and everything. They were just. No spoilers. <laughs> I think a concern that people might have is because it's in first person perspective. Does that give you any nausea after watching it for two hours? It, it definitely. I, I definitely think it will. It didn't uh, to anyone in the screen that I was that I that I went to. But if you have severe motion, motion sickness, sickness, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I don't uh, get this, motion, this will definitely affect you. I don't get motion sickness. I get like motion annoyance. You know, I'm, like really annoyed. Like if you watch. It's, like uh, like the Born Identity two, the second one there, when everything is like super up close and just shaking around, I'm like, this is annoying. I do no, not want to watch no. this. No, garbage. It, they were mm-hmm. aware of that. Think of this like a 3D movie. It's like you 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 notice it the first maybe thirty seconds to a minute, okay. but once you get into the story and into the actual uh, happenings on screen, it's it's less blatant. It's not as in your face, and you stop noticing it after a while. Okay. Then if you think about it later on, yeah, you'll see it. But it's not something that, that will ruin the experience for well, you. Well, I mean, this is kind of a unique thing. Is the, the first person effective? A movie from It was that very, that gave it a very unique perspective. And I think initially that ended up, uh, that started off as a gimmick for them yeah. that just happened to serendipitously become the driving factor that brings the audience into the yeah. driver's seat. It was a kind of a grandiose claim, but it, it worked in a situation where I don't think it w- would work for any other kind of story in any other type of movie. And the action in this, spectacular. The, there's one scene towards the end on a roof. All I'll say is, see it, and once it gets to the roof, it, it the fit will hit the shan. Also, if you like Chateau Copley, he's really good in he this. Tim man. Roth he's is the man in everything. a face in the credits. 
and uh, this dude, you know, his name is Akan in the movie. You just got to hear the accent. It's weird. Hardcore Henry surprisingly gets my highest seal of approval. Yep. Well, I, highest. I, I, highest. I didn't it expect that at all. It made his core very hard. You said it. No, 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 no. Right, right there. <laughs> <laughs> his name was just Johnny, everyone. Tip your waitresses. All right. This has been the Geek Town here on WEMF Radio. I want to thank you all for joining us for another uh, action-packed, fun-filled episode. I want to thank my man, Jam, for coming in through. Thank you. Thank you. Peace, y'all. I want to thank just Johnny. Yo. I want to remind you all to check out Candy Machine. Uh, well, Google Candy Machine. Yeah. Candy Machine at Kickstarter. So just go to Kickstarter.com and do a search for Candy Machine, spelt with a K. Cool, cool. And I want to thank my man, Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure, my friend. Hit it one time. Always. Cool, I want to thank DJ Mikey Mike for keeping us sounding amazing. You're very welcome. All right. And I want to thank Out of the Blue Gallery for sponsoring the Geek Down. If you all want to check out some of the hottest and local arts and fairs and such, check them out at 541 Mass Ave right here in lovely Cambridge, Massachusetts. And also, the Geek Down is brought to you by 321 Entertainment from WEMS' very own Sterling Golden. So you want to check them out, find out what's going on with their latest productions around the city and get your groove on. 321 Productions is where it's at. We will catch you here on WEMF radio.com every monday nights at 9 p.m and also you can check us out at geek-down.com and also like i said earlier in the show if you have anything you want to chime in on any of our topics or just want to let us know why we suck hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com until then we'll catch you all next week right here same bad time same bad channel until then I'll remind you all be excellent to each other peace, peace.